Blog Talk Radio. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Christian Survival Radio. It's the 21st day of December 2017, 8.30 a.m. on the East Coast of the United States. We're broadcasting to you today from North Central, West Virginia. Before we get into the Word of God, let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your Word that you declare would never, ever pass away, and we look unto today as our strength, our hope. Lord, you said you sent your word and you healed us. We ask you today, Lord, to anoint this segment and anoint this broadcast for your glory, that you might be lifted up, that all men might be drawn unto you. Lord, we see the times that we're living in. Lord, we feel the pressures of a modern-day world that surely, Lord, that uh, you're coming soon. No man knows the day or the hour. But you declared in your word that you will come. The time as we know it will end. And we thank you today that our hope is in you, because you said hope is an anchor for the soul, and our hope today is in Jesus Christ and him crucified. And we thank you today that, Lord, you're still saving souls, you're still delivering, you're still healing. Your spirit, Lord, is still moving in a mighty way. And you said, Lord, in these last days that you'd pour out the former and the latter rain together. Lord, believing what your word says, let every man be a liar, but let your word be the truth. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray, amen and amen. We end our prayers saying, in Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. The only holy, righteous one. The only one worthy. As John saw in the book of Revelation that, the Lamb of God, who was crucified from the foundation of the world, is worthy to open the seals. And in Revelation chapter 5, you'll see him start to take back the earth from the effects of the fall. The restitution of all things, I believe Peter called it. When time will be no more, when Jesus Christ shall be King of kings and Lord of lords, he will totally rule this world, this universe, the one that he created. And the kingdoms of this world have become God and his Christ, his anointed one. We live in a society today, we're in the Christmas season, and many people have different views of this time of year. And certainly for years and years and years, it's been commercialized. People don't want us saying Merry Christmas, and I'm not here to debate that today. 
I'm here to speak to you from the book of John, chapter 1. That the Bible declares that Jesus came unto his own. And they knew him not. What a, a sad state of affairs that the Son of the living God would come to a group of people is now. To make himself known, to make himself known as the Redeemer of the world, to make himself known that he is the only one that can eradicate and take our sins away, that I've said thousands of times on this broadcast that we don't have economical problems, we don't have moral problems per se, we do. But they, the root is sin. Man's problem is and always will be until he's taken to another realm, until he leaves this body, is sin. The Bible clearly states that our adversary, which is the devil, which he is the root of sin, through his rebellion, through his pride, he sought to overthrow God, and you know the outcome of all that. But our battle in this world is sin. No matter what position you hold in life, no, what, no matter what position you hold in the church, well, men and women behind the pulpit, they don't fight sin. Just to be honest, that's baloney. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is no perfect people walking on the face of this earth. There was only one in perfection. One perfect Lamb of God. We're going to talk about that today. The one who was sent from God because he declared that he so loved this world that he gave his only begotten Son. Who The Bible declares in Genesis 1 that in the beginning God, which is Elohim, which depicts the triune Godhead. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The song comes to mind when I was growing up. The song stated, in times like these, you need a Savior. <laughs> what kind of times are we talking about? The peerless times that Paul told Timothy that would come up on the face of the earth when multitude and multitude, multitude stand in the valley of decision. I, I, I set before you life and and I said before you, death, the Spirit of God says, and I, I, I would that you would choose life, because I've come to give you life in John 10. Give it to you more abundantly. For the thief cometh but to kill and destroy, but I've come, and, come that you might have life, and you might have it more abundantly. They're stating that the only source of life, the only fountain of life, <clears throat> is none other than Jesus Christ. They're again setting him apart from every deity that's ever been proclaimed, every deity that's ever been written about, every deity that's claimed themselves a Messiah, are liars. Are liars, because there's only one true God, <clears throat> one mediator between God and man, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. Our propitiation, our go-between, our advocate, our breach repair is none other than the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Years ago, you don't see it much anymore. We would drive down the highways and uh, the billboard would, 
would uh, state, wise men still seek him. <laughs> now that's has a Christmas connotation about it because we know there was wise men that came to see Jesus who knew of the star and followed his star. The Magi who came, the Bible declares, to worship, met up with Herod and said, we're going to see the Son of the living God. And he said, well, come and tell me that I might go worship this child because we know his motive was to kill because of his jealousy. The angel of the Lord spoke to Joseph and said, get you up and take your the wife and the babe, Mary and the baby, to Egypt, the continent of Africa, and wait until Herod dies. <laughs> God's plan. God's plan of salvation, depicted in Genesis 3.15, when he says, I will put an interview between the woman's seed and your seed, for this one shall bruise or crush your head crush your head you shall bruise his heel but he will crush your head for this reason was the son of god manifested he might destroy the works of the devil so john in john 1 the bible declares that the jews sent priests and levites to ask john who he was and he simply told them he said i am not the christ Then they said, well, are you one of the prophets? Are you you Elijah? Are you that prophet? And he simply said, no, I'm not. And then they said, well, who exactly are you? And what, what are you doing exactly? That we may go back and tell the ones that sent us. And they asked, who, what... Who are you? What do you say of yourself? And he simply said in John 1, 23, he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. Prophet Isaiah. My stepmother just passed on Tuesday. A couple years ago, she called me and told me, she said, I had a dream. She said, I came to a crossroads, and there was a road that was wide, and seemed that so many were taking that road. It seemed to be celebrating and laughing and carrying on. But she said something with the Spirit of God, I believe, on my heart, told me to take the narrow and the straight road. And she said, as I come on to that road, she said, It was restricted. It was not a well-traveled road. There was not many people on that road. But she said, as I begin to walk and as I begin to obey the voice of the Lord, she said, this road became beautiful and this road became passable and this road became nothing like she had never saw. She, She told me this with tears. And she said, why would... God show me this and I said well well, she knew the Bible and I said you know what the Bible says that wide is the path that leads unto destruction but narrow is the way that leads 
unto God. The path of least resistance is what men take. The path that satisfies their fleshly needs, their wants, their greed, the lust of the flesh, which all human beings have to fight. All are tempted, the Bible declares, the three things that we battle is the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the, the pride of life. We are faced every day with decisions that we make. As, as my stepmother come upon this crossroads, and she said, the majority, as, as I repeat myself, the majority was taking the wide path. No problem entering in there. Looked at the mouth of this road. I'm sure it looked good. It looked pleasing, tantalizing, as this was a ploy of the devil. But as they go on, then it becomes darker, and then it becomes restricted, and confinement, sorrow, and pain comes on people's lives because they choose the wrong road. Many today, the Bible declares, are in the valley of decision. And I would like to tell you today that this road is easy, this narrow path that the Bible speaks about is easy, but but it's not. In this world, the Bible declares you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. The Bible declares, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations. Peter said, thinking not strange of the fiery trials, which will try you. He says, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. As said the prophet Isaiah, make straight a defined clarity. The Bible declares that if we belong to Jesus Christ, that he'll order our footsteps, that he'll keep us from, from, from stubbing our, our toe on a rock, so to speak. That those that believe in him shall not be ashamed that he'll he'll never allow anything to come upon us that we cannot bear. The Bible bears all these promises today that he'll make a way of escape for every temptation. We're facing so much today and there's wars and rumors of wars and situations and circumstances in in the national limelight, in the local limelight, in the family limelight. Families divided and split and tore up. Hatred and jealousy and envy and strife dwell in men's hearts. All these things producing fruits of Satan, producing division. And the Bible says a man or a house divided will not stand. So my stepmother today is the Bible declares to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. <laughs> He's not suffering anymore. Not suffering anymore. Pray for our family if you would on that. But he said, Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah, and they which were sent were of the Pharisees, the religious crowd. And they asked him and said unto him, Why do you baptize? If thou be not Christ or 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 Elijah, neither that prophet John answered and saying, I baptize with water. I am a forerunner. I am 
making you conscious of your sins. Baptism is a point of humility. When we go down and we allow ourselves to be dipped in the water, it's a it, it, it it's what we should do after salvation, if all possible. We should get baptized. It will not save us. I've heard many preachers say you can go down a dry center and come up a wet center. That is right. But the but it's a point of confession, point of humility that we believe that Jesus Christ has taken away our sins, that we are saved by the power of God. My, this salvation is so needed in the world today. John answered in saying, I baptize with water. But there standeth one among you whom you know. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoe latcheth I am not worthy to unloose. I've heard a comment on this that before Jesus was baptized, not in the Bible, just the thought that perhaps John had to reach down and unlatch his sandals so his sandals wouldn't be ruined by the water. These things were done in Bethbara beyond Jordan where John was baptizing. He was before me, but yet John was six months the elder of Jesus. We know the story. Elizabeth carried John. Mary carried Jesus. John was born of man. Jesus was born of God. The incarnation of God Almighty, God Almighty condescending to this earth. And we know upon the announcement of Mary's pregnancy that the baby, which was John, leaped in the belly of Elizabeth. They, he was supposed to be named Zacharias because he was following in the footsteps of his priestly fathers, so to speak. But the angel of the Lord told, told Zacharias he will be named John when he was finally able to talk again. And John he was. This social outcast, this one who the Bible declares wore uh, sheep skins, camel skins, ate locusts and honey, beard hanging down, was not at all a social icon, so to speak, but yet he was of God. Jesus said he was more than a prophet. They said, what do you, the Lord said, what do you come? Do you come see a reed shaking in the wind that uh, was talking about instability, was talking about being double-mindedness. But no, this was a rock-solid prophet of God who came with a message, distinct message, that behold, this lamb. In verse 29, John said, the next day John see of Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold, the lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. This is why he was born in a manger. This is why he grew. After the age of 12, nobody heard a whole lot about him until he was 30-some. He was crucified 33. But John said, this is the Lamb of God. What a statement. And if you were Jewish at that time, when the word Lamb was mentioned, then you would think of Passover. You would think of Egypt. 
where it was recorded that the angel of the Lord, the Lord spoke and said, get you a lamb out of your household and put the blood, use the hyssop and put the blood over the doorstop. And, And when the death angel comes by, then he will pass over you. You'll be saved from death. Hebrews says that men all their life had the fear of death, and Jesus Christ came to destroy the one that had the power of death, which was the devil, thus giving us victory over, Paul spoke, death, hell, and the grave. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? So he made a statement. Wasn't mealy mouth. He wasn't politically correct. He didn't go to the to the church house and get permission from the elders, or some denomination somewhere, or some group, or some come some crazy doctrine. He didn't he he didn't seek other men. He had a word that God had placed in his heart when he was in the wilderness, eating locusts and honey, and when he came to town. He was the last Old Testament prophet. And when prophets came to town in the Old Testament, people began to take notice because they always had a message and things began to happen. He said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the way the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said after me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. He was before me. From the beginning, before Abraham was, Jesus said, I am. And I knew him not, but that he should be manifest to Israel. Therefore, I am baptizing with water. I am making you conscious of your sins. You need a washing. The answer for sin is on the way. It wasn't in the law. Law simply made made, made us conscious of our sins. It revealed our sins. It was a mirror of our sins. The law never, 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 never took away sin. How many thousands and thousands and thousands of animals died in temples to try to eradicate sin? The Bible says that the blood of bulls and goats by no means can take away sin. Only the blood of one Jesus Christ can eradicate sin. Verse 31 of John 1, he says that I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore, I come baptizing with water. And John bare record saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, upon whom thou shalt see the spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. 
And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Caused quite a shakeup. We look we look at John who was a forerunner. I read nowhere in in the Bible that after he baptized Jesus that Jesus even spoke to him again or had conversation with him again. The only thing that I read is what some of John's disciples come unto Jesus after he was thrown in jail on a trumped up charge. And he said, Are you the one? <laughs> he just baptized him. The frail the frailty of men, how our how 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 our faith can become dislodged. How one day we're on solid ground and maybe over a period of time and all of a sudden we get off that solid ground and we get on the quicksand of life. We we find that Peter, his name was Simon, which, which which means a reed shaking in the wind, one that was unstable. But he said, I've named you Cephas, which is rock. How, how, how Jesus Christ changes us and gives us strength if we pay attention, if we recognize, if we acknowledge who he is, if we give our lives totally over into him. I told you that Peter said, thinking not strange, of the fiery trials. And, and and I believe many children of God today are going through these fiery trials. So many, so many voices, so much confusion coming at us from all sides. It, the pressure in this modern day world, 2017, and it, it, it seems sometimes to be uh, just, just crazy, ludicrous, just ball of confusion. And Lord tarries and the clock strikes midnight for 2018. It's not going to get any better because my Bible tells me that men will wax worse and worse and iniquity shall abound. Men become lovers of themselves, covenants. And because they refuse to retain God in their knowledge, then he's turned them over. We are living in a world where many, 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 many walk every day in a spirit of Delusion. They don't know up from down or right from left. They their minds are confused. They they need a touch. They need to get a hold of something that is real. What I'm talking about today, this Lamb of God. He comes as a babe in a manger, but he grows up to be a lamb. This lambs are docile. There. I've never read where a lamb attacked anybody. <clears throat> Bible says he who knew no sin became sin. That mean you today have hope. Well, oh, thank God today for that hope. Thank God today for that blessed hope. And the Bible says to 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 give people the scriptures and encourage people in that hope. Behold the Lamb of God. That takes away the sin of the world. First Peter one nineteen says, But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot is how we're saved. Not with the blood of bulls and goats or farm animals, 
but only through the precious blood of Christ. About the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Under 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 the old law, there was maybe one other the uh, the heifer, whatever it it might be. But under Christ, there's only one thing that eradicates sin, and that's the blood of Jesus Christ. In Isaiah 53, verse 1, Who hath believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root of a dry ground. He hath no form or comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid as that were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely. He had bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, spitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. The Lord have laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. As a sheep before his shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison, from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit or guile in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, and he hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed and shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great. He shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he had poured out his soul unto death, he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away my sin and your sin and the sin of the world. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. If we deviate from Jesus Christ and him crucified, we're not preaching the gospel. John said, I'm not worthy to unlatch his shoes. I saw the Spirit descending and remaining on him, and I saw and bear record that he is the Son of God. We may say God didn't have a son. Yes, he did. For he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever should believe him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible declares he will rule from Jerusalem with a rod of iron, and the scepter shall depart 
from the tribe of Judah. Changes are coming. I don't know what's headed for this world. I don't know when Jesus is coming. I don't know how much we're going to have to go through before we are in his presence. I don't know. I know what the Bible says, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. And I know the pressures of this life, and the pressures on people today, pressures on Christians today, where persecutions are rising, not in America yet, but it's coming here. It's coming here. And we're certainly not ready for it. The pampered, the pampered American church is not ready, not ready. Because the pampered American church wants their stuff. All they care about is their prosperity, how much they can gain. They know little about suffering. They know little about persecution. They know little about being beguiled for the name of Christ, and they certainly don't know anything about giving their life for him. Peter, lovest thou me? Feed my sheep, feed my lambs. Three times he said this. We need a wake-up call in America, in the American church. Jesus Christ must once again take precedence. Was once again being preached totally from the pulpit. Was once again the whole word of God rightly dividing the word of truth, taking nothing from, adding nothing to. John said, "For this is the revelation of Jesus Christ, not the revelation of John, revelation of Jesus Christ, the apocalypse, the unveiling." And today, as men struggle, when I say men, I mean mankind, with sin on every avenue, every corner, it's there, it's there, it's there. The opportunity's there, the temptation's there. There's only one that can take it away. There's only one today that can take it away. And that's the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Anxiety and fear seems to be wrapped around this nation. Uncertainty. But he gives us not the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. His perfect love right now is casting out all fear. So are you beholding? John said, don't look at me. Look here. Look look, look at this one coming down, down to the waters. Look at this one. This is the Son of God. This is the one that will take and eradicate your sin, when you call upon his name, when you believe with your heart, when you confess with your mouth that he is Lord, that he will save you from your sin. In other words, save us from death. Saved from death. Are you beholding the Lamb today? Will you ask the Lord to give you a revelation of who he is and what he is and what he wants to do? Won't you let him draw you today? Song of Solomon says, draw me, draw me, and I'll come running after you. Psalmist David said, like a deer or a heart to pants after water, so does my soul pant after you. Are we hungry for him today? 
Is there a hunger and thirst, the Bible says, after righteousness by which a man shall be saved? Do you know him today? Please don't turn him away. We in the church world, sometimes we think we, we got it 30 years ago or 40 years ago, or 20 years ago, or 10 years ago. We need that. No, we need a renewing. We need a renewing. The Bible talks about a time of refreshing. We need a fresh revelation of who Jesus Christ is. That we might grab a hold of him and never, ever let go. Because he is the son of the living God. He is the lamb that takes away the of the world. He is the lamb that's worthy to open every seal. He is the one that says, I come. He is the one who the angel of the Lord said, this same Jesus that you see ascending in like manner will descend. He is the one that with the, with the shout and with the, with, with the trump of the archangel that the dead in Christ shall rise first and those in alive and remain shall be caught up in the air to be with him forever. He is the lamb. He's the son of the living God, our, our advocate, our go-between, our breach repair, our intercessor. The spirit, the Bible says, is touched with our infirmities. He's before us, and if he before us, who could possibly be against us? The destroyer wants to destroy our minds, our bodies, our souls, our spirit, our nation, our families, our children. He wants, he wants to destroy. He comes, the Bible says, the thief comes, but to kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I come that you might have life and you might have more abundant life. Can you walk away from the things today that you're so attached to? that you know within your heart of hearts is separating you from God. Hebrews says, lay aside every weight that so easily besets you. Would a man gain, if he gained this whole world, but lose his soul? For you can't love God and mammon. You can't serve the world and serve God. You can't, you can't eat and drink at the table of demons and eat and drink at the table of God at the same time. So Joshua said, choose you this day no matter the cost count the cost count the cost my God help us today let us in this Christmas season get a glimpse of this lamb this lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world where Whatever your position in life, whatever you're going through, whatever spiritual state that you're in today, if you don't know him, call upon the name of Jesus Christ. He'll save you. Believe that he is. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. Just ask him into your heart, into your life. Whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord shall be saved and shall be delivered. That's his word. If you need healing today, I just for read to you by his stripes we are healed he was chastised for our peace of mind call upon the name of the Lord today cry out cry out to him oh God deliver us 
Believe me not in my situations, my circumstances. But bring us out. Lord, we thank you today for your word. We thank you that the Lamb of God has been revealed unto us. That we have a choice of what we're going to do about this Lamb, Lord. We can either receive him or we can reject him. The Bible clearly states what happens when we do both. The Bible states what happens when we receive him, that we get that abundant life. But when we reject him, then Lord, we know that we're turned over, that things aren't good. There's no life. Your word says, I set before you life, I set before you death. I would that you would choose life. He said, I, I would you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Lord, you're, 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 you're more, more concerned about the eternal being on the inside of us, where we're going to spend eternity. than about this temporal life, so to speak, Lord. I know you care about this place. I know you said in your word, Lord, that you'll provide all of our needs according to your riches and glory. But let us take account of our soul. And let us not give our soul for nothing or nobody. That's just nothing Paul said that could separate us from the love of God. And help us today, Lord, this Christmas season to see you. Be with the hurting today. Be with the lost today, Lord, and draw them unto you. Be with the sick today and heal them today. Be with the confused mind today. Be, be with the drug addict. Be with the alcoholic. Be with whoever, Lord, is bound by anything, Father. I ask you to bring them out in Jesus' name that you might get the glory. As, as John the Baptist said, Lord, I must decrease that he must increase. And he did. He decreased. And Jesus took, to, 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 Lord, he took his promise. He took his place. And let us see you today, Lord. Let us experience you. Let's not worry about the tinsel on the trees or the gifts this time of year or the, even the food or anything, but let us see you, Lord. Let's know you in the days to come as the Holy Lamb of God that takes away our sins. That for every situation, every problem we're going through, that you are the answer. Touch the people today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and a Man, till next time, God bless and have a Merry Christmas. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up for Jesus is coming soon.